All right, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Binge Lists and Box Office Hits. That's the podcast that is going to bring bringing you all things film, TV and streaming. I'm your host, Shannon Holiday, and I'm joined today with the lovely Letitia Thomas. How are we doing today, Tish? Thanks. That was the, probably the most nice intro I've had. Well, they, I, think I don't get lovely very often. I think it's apt. I think it's very accurate. It's a lot of alliteration, but yes. it doesn't happen often. It works. I never hear it out of your mouth. It's always Tish, so it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't say Letitia very often. No, it'll probably be Tish from here on out, but. Yeah, yeah, we'll shorten that to Tish from now on. Go from there. Alrighty. Yeah. What have you been watching today, Tish? What Um, are we? Down a big Yellow Jackets rabbit hole, which I'm sure we'll hear more about. Yeah, look, this is going to become a sub podcast about Yellow Jackets very quickly, I think. Yeah, I'm going to try and keep it out of this one today because Jesus Christ, will I go down a rabbit hole and. Yes. Absolutely. I think everyone's sick of hearing it from me, but yeah. that's fine. Anything else that we're, uh, we've been kind of watching through past week or so? A uh, bit of Ted Lasso. Yes, um, we'll last season. That. I'm, I like it, but I think that it's not as satisfying for audiences yet, and I yeah. think it's definitely getting up to a payoff. So I think I'm excited to see where it goes because I definitely think it's all going to pay off because the writing has been brilliant this like so far. Yeah. But yeah, it's not as satisfying. I think all the characters are kind of going through through their own little thing before they settle down at the end. Yeah, to finally yeah. finalize it and wrap it all up. You're a lot further than me. I'm still in season 2. Yeah, I'm up to date and one of my best friends who was watching it with me. Sorry, Shannon. Um <laughs> how dare you. She hasn't seen the latest episode and there's a moment in it that I need to yell at someone about. Yes. And She's not caught up, so I'm just I'm holding onto it by myself. Yeah, which is um, how many apps are left? Uh, I don't know, because I think I just watched four or five. Time's weird for me right Time, now. Yeah. Um, so I think there's probably maybe half a season to go because I think they okay. do eight to ten. Yeah, I can catch up pretty quick. Yeah, then. I'll just binge it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just, just watch it. it. Yeah, once I finish off um, Poker Face, which is what I'm currently watching as well, thanks to your. Little advice on that one. Yeah, uh, my obsession with Natasha Leone and all of her work. Um, yeah, that was my obsession, like, oh, while it was airing, and then that's finished, so I've moved yeah, on to the next moved one. moved on. I'm halfway through that season, the first season of Poker Face, and it's absolutely fantastic. So anyone that hasn't jumped on that ship, get on board, because it's it's basically a murder mystery of the week show. There's an overarching story based on why she's on the road, but mainly it's uh, she goes to a small town or a place and you find out someone's been murdered and she does her best to solve the mystery. Yeah, so it's a Ryan Johnson show who did, um, you know, all of the Knives Out films. So he's genius at what he does. We've all seen that with his Oscar noms and stuff. But, yeah, he's doing this crime of the week. He loved Columbo. She loved Columbo. So each week there's sort of this case that she's solving because she is a natural human lie detector. So yeah. she calls bullshit a lot yeah yeah whenever she sees someone lying she just goes yep bullshit and sometimes she can work out why and sometimes she's got to try and decipher why yeah it's it's pretty fun it's Um, very good and everyone in it is kind of friends of hers or ryan johnson's have been in many a work from their other stuff as well clear duvall and um chloe Sevigny, and then they've got like a bunch of sort of adam brody in the first app yeah he's in that he's great um yeah, Adrian Brody, not Adam Brody. Uh, yeah, who else is it? I don't know. There's a lot of people. Go look it up. It's yeah, pretty fantastic. it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. All right. So why we'll get back to kind of initial stuff since it's the first app. We're kind of like 
kind of discuss as to why we wanted to why we wanted to get this started, I guess. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, let's let's see why you want to kind of get cracking into a podcast and then I'll kind of say my bit. Um yeah, look, honestly, I've looked into a lot of things. It was like podcast maybe whatever. Uh, Shannon really wanted to do a podcast. He said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I went, (laughs) sure, I like movies. And then uh, slowly we've been getting there. And now we're recording one. Yeah, I think I asked maybe about six months ago, roughly now, was when we kind of wanted to start it. I mean, I wasn't going to let the audience know how long. No, it's been a while. We've been sitting on this for a while. We've been wanting to, you know, get creative in this field for a while. Um, I guess you coming from the background of, you know, it's like a writer and, and stuff like that. It, it definitely wanted to get back in the field, I guess. Yeah, I'm using my good arts degree for yeah. something. Um, had a blog that I killed that about a week ago by accident. So, you know, <laughs> need something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, from my perspective, I guess I just wanted to do it because I just love the industry, the, everything to do about it, the actors, the filmmaking. All of it. It's an interest of my own. Um, it's one of those things where you look back at your life and you go, shit, maybe I could have done something in that field. I was always interested in high school, maybe potentially wanted to be an actor. Didn't do it, didn't pursue it at all. Got an accounting degree instead. So um, A plus for that one. Um, yeah, but instead I kind of figured, you know, when's the right time to maybe dabble my feet in in this and, and see where it goes. So I was like, you know what, a podcast, discuss it and see what happens. Why not? Everyone's got one. We like films. We have opinions. We have opinions. We're talking um, to each other anyway. We, we we do this anyway. Let's just record it and get other people to listen to our opinions. Yeah, and I think it's cool to get other people's opinions, find out what other people are watching, what they're into, and then maybe share some of the stuff that we're into. Absolutely, so. yeah. Um, I guess the, the idea of the first episode, we're just going to kind of get the audience more familiar about ourselves, our interests and that. So the main... The main topic of what we're going to talk about today is our five favorite films, each of us. Yeah, this is going to be good. Um, I hate this question because I like lots of things, but I think we've narrowed down to five that have sort of some meaning. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we'll see because we haven't told each other our lists yet either. No, I wanted to keep it sort of Same. fresh. I just want to so. see if I can like go, oh, yeah, that makes sense for you or if the same for myself, like, oh, because I think there's one that might throw you, but I think you'll be able to probably understand okay. the other four pretty pretty well. I think mine are pretty – I think you know sort of some of them. but Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I will. I'll, I'll, I'll pick my first film um, and we'll discuss it, I guess. I just know why I like mm-hmm. it. All right. So the first film that I – it's not in any particular order. These are just five films I like. So even though I'm saying it first, it's not like the top one or anything. Um, for me – the first one I'm going to say is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh man, I love that film. I, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in it. They're rebooting it. They are with the same cast. Mm. So written and directed by Edgar Wright. Yep. Which is based on the comics of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back, released back in 2010, so it's 13 oh years old now. I don't think I watched it that late. I thought it was late when I watched it because mm. I came to most. Films so late because my mum was like not into us watching a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, maybe I only saw it when I was a couple years old. It's crazy. It's fantastic. It's just like perfect in terms of like it's comic book style-esque cinematography. Mm-hmm. The, 
yeah, all the designs are matched basically page for page from the actual comic book. I think it's perfectly cast, like Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers, and it's got a bunch of other people too. It's it's fantastic. The story's great. Everyone in it sort of went on to be these like mega Hollywood stars, yeah. but at the time they were just no one. Uh, like Anna Kendrick, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, who else? They've got Chris Evans in it, even. Yeah, it's got a Captain in it. America. Um, Brie Larson's in it. Brie Larson's in yeah. it. It's oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the song, the Clash at Demon Head. That's right. Under yeah. the section Clash at Demon Head. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, oh, man. it's a very good film. It's one I would highly recommend if you haven't seen it. It's. Um, yeah, it didn't do too well at the box office either. It kind of flopped. No, I mean, I guess it had no one in it at the time. Yeah. Comics was sort of It was very probably the, niche at the time yeah. where everything else was kind of like MCU stuff. Marvel films were kind of exploding. I think it was t- around the time of Avengers were coming along. Yeah, definitely would have been around that time. And I think streaming didn't exist. So people kind of only had... I mean, video stores were dying at that point, so we didn't have video stores. You could stream, you couldn't stream things really, not in Australia. No, um, no, that's what I'll say. Is I had a illegal download copy <laughs> of it, so this, yeah, this the reason why it's a it's a favorite film of mine is is uh, when I was in my young twenties, I would you know have a bit of a bender on weekends out on the town. And this would be one of those films that, you know, all your friends come over after that night out and the next morning you'd have a bunch of Maccas, eat through that and chuck on Scott Pilgrim in the morning. I it think was one of those films. Mine for sure. Someone had given it to me on a hard drive at school because we were back then we'd swap movies on sort of USB sticks or hard drives and someone had, had a copy. Yeah. And I think that's how I ended up watching that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's on it's one of those films. God knows I, I didn't see it at the cinema. Which I, I had so even I wasn't supporting it. <laughs> Sorry, Scott Pilgrim. Um, we'll watch the next one in we'll watch the, Yeah. So, yeah, the Netflix are doing that series. So we'll, we'll check that out. I'll check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Not cinema, sorry. Yeah. Oh, if they do, we'll see it. Um, that's my first one. So okay, let's I see what you've got. kind of went in sort of semi-chronological order and I picked, which I don't think you've seen yet, even though it's been sitting on your bench I know for which one months. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. The Sound of Music. Yes, I um, figured. My mum didn't bring me up on Disney films really. Mm-hmm. Um, she just gave me a bunch of weird musicals. Yeah. Um, that was one of them, but I never had like a proper copy. It was always like, oh, this has been re-recorded off TV. So there were scenes missing. Yeah. But I watched that movie. <laughs> Did it have ad breaks in it too? No, she's cut them off, okay. which is why there's bits of the scenes got yeah. cut off okay. too. Yeah. Um, but I think I watched that movie so many times and I don't think, like I'm not even sure why I enjoy it so much other than just... It's just one of those films. It it has a special meaning because it's... Yeah, I think it was just the first film that I loved. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't remember not having seen it. Um, Yeah. I'm still to watch it. It's on my... It's on the bench over there in DVD format. Julie Andrews is amazing. And, actually, I'll bring up a story. While I was at work, we work at a sort of entertainment, electronics, sales everything store. And um, I was talking to a customer about the new Mary Poppins because I got brought up on the original as well yeah and i said oh yeah no um oh, yeah, i'm pretty diehard for julie andrews and some random boys in the game section just turned to me and they're like did you just say you're diehard for julie andrews and i was like yeah like i'm not offended by this yeah why why, why? not it's fuck julie andrews yeah. she's incredible yeah but yeah that was was he like unimpressed i think they were just so amused yeah and i was like yeah what's wrong with julie have you seen julie andrews he obviously hasn't like, 
Yeah. Anyway, it was just it was very weird, but I <laughs> stood by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my list. It's in my letterbox list. I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. So that I did pick for you, though. Yeah. I mean, one of mine them. aren't surprising. I don't think. No. But if you know me, mine aren't either. <laughs> so that's that's a good part. Uh, I'll do my second mm-hmm. one. Yeah, we okay. should probably get through them. This is the one that I don't reckon you'll get. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So it's um it's a film called Rush. Oh, I. Which I don't think I've seen it. No, it's from 2013. It's the Formula One oh, film. Oh, yeah, I know of it. I've yeah. looked at it and never watched it. It's directed by Ron Howard. It's um, it's based in the golden age of Formula One, I think around the 70s, 60s, 70s, 76. Okay. And um, it's between two quite skilled Formula One drivers, Nicky Lauda and James Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both acted by... Um, it's Daniel Brühl and Chris Hemsworth as those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. And they play off each other so well. It's so well directed. It, you don't have to be into F1 or motor racing at all to really appreciate the film. It's more about the two guys and their rivalry to be the best at something. And they really kind of challenge themselves in a way that they make each other better at what they do. But they do it from completely different viewpoints. So... Chris Hemsworth's character, James Hunt, basically, he's, he's basically about skill. You know, if, if you, you know, it's all about ride or die on the track. If you've got the skill, you can do it. You'll be number one. Whereas Nicky Lauda comes from a real technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, we got to, you know, work on the mechanics, make the cars better. Therefore, it's safer and you'll be a better driver. And they clash over things like that. And, and it's not from a perspective of like, they want to take each other down, but they just want to make each other better and they want to be the best at what they do. And it's just really well um, portrayed on screen and I just really enjoy the film. I think it's really well directed and well acted. Well, I'll definitely check that one out because yeah. I trust your opinion probably more than most people on yeah. films. So Yeah, I reckon I'm add, keen, it, add yeah. it to your list. It's very, I it's don't very have well a done. list at this point. Who has a list? Who we all a have list? a list. I don't even bother. I just Is it one of those things where you go, oh, watch this, some random person, and you go, yeah, I'll add it to the list. I've even stopped doing that now. I just go, like, look, I might get to it. I might get to it. I just go with wherever I'm feeling, whatever movies and pop go up, from I there. just go with that because it's otherwise it's just harrowing. <laughs> I was born in 97, so there's... There's just, so many films before that that are just so much amazing. Even that came out after that I just wasn't allowed to watch. So there's a lot yeah. to catch up on. It's stressful. Well, even I've been doing that lately with certain classics. Like, you know, Citizen Kane, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, we watched that one. That was... It was – I wouldn't say it's fun. It was no, a lot. No, it's not a fun film, but it's – it would have been iconic for its time. It was – yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> Eggy weggies. Uh, I've <laughs> picked for my sort of second one technically, yeah, yeah. one that I think we both love. Yeah. Um, I picked Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, genius. Big, Absolutely amazing. Just that Alfonso is Cuaron, who's amazing. A, yeah, he's a revered director. Like he's – you watch his other work, it's kind of incredible, yeah. which is why I think that one has such a different tone. Um, but that was kind of the film that got me like into films. Um, my cousin had worked on it over in England, my second cousin. So yeah, yeah, I'd seen parts of the set when I was really young, didn't really, hadn't seen Harry Potter, came back home, wanted to know what he would been working on and all this stuff. And that was the only one I had for about 12 months when I was eight or nine. Cause I think we'd borrowed the first three Mm -hmm. and then didn't have any of them 
and me and my sister for Christmas were like, we could split our money, put it together and then save some and have more. Yeah. And we're like, do we get the first one or the third one? And we're idiots because we're kids. But it was a <laughs> it's best the new one. one. So, yeah. Yeah, we picked the third one and we watched that. In my opinion, it's the best I, one. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've watched that film, but yeah. I can quote every part Nearly of it. every part of like, it, Like, it's yeah. almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing. <laughs> Depending how you look at it. it well, I don't know. I think Harry Potter series, it's a fantastic fantasy series. I think but now, I think that, that's now it's movie. cooler. Yes. It's cooler now to talk about Harry Potter. When I was eight, loving it, my best friend, and I worshipped her. Mm. I come back and I was like, oh my God, my cousin worked at Harry Potter. I saw some of the sets. This thing is cool. And I just remember her looking at me and went, yeah, I mm. think Harry Potter's kind of lame. And I just sort of, I died because it was the yeah. coolest part about me. And she just did not care at all. I think. I think for me, I think it was because I am the same age as basically the three yeah, actors okay. in it. Uh, I think I'm the same age as um, Emma Watson. I think she's the middle one. She just sounds 33. Age. Yeah, same yeah. age. So um, I was the same age as these kids going up through the movies. So for that one, it was like the time when you were basically changing into a teenager. It was that weird puberty era moment <laughs> where, yeah, you were changing, the people on screen were changing. You just kind of related to that was when there were, getting into teen adult kind of yeah. – that, that was the change. Like the first two movies were definitely kid movies yep. and this this took it up a notch. They obviously changed location as well from the first two films. Yeah, it the pay- studios changed. went from Pinewood to Leavesden. Exactly. So, so I think it, it had a different feel and it felt more – That Dumbledore died. Yeah. Um, poor old Richard Harris, I believe it was very much drunk a lot of the time, which <laughs> they don't advertise, but they used to have to shuffle the kids out of – Scenes, they'd be like, oh, we're just going to do this bit later. He's just sleeping He's now. He's just sleeping. He's so, nice. I don't know if they talk about that publicly. So I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. So I, I think um, – who took over that role? Was it Michael Gambon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because people always argued with me, oh, it's the guy that's in Lord of the Rings, Gandalf. And I'm like, it's no, not. No, that's Ian McKellen. But um, yeah, close. But um, yeah. I think he did a fantastic job to take over from, you know, someone who's pretty – pretty well-known actor. I think it was an interesting switch. I didn't think I loved it at the time because Dumbledore in the first films is this warm character, kind of how Harry sees him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then as it goes on, the switch between actors, it's more aloof and jarring and he's kind of darker, which yes. I think Dumbledore which, becomes a lot darker as Harry grows up and sees yeah, who he really is. So I think it matches that film change too. Yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to think some of the stunts he kind of has to do in the sixth film mm. where they go off and try and find the first Horcrux. I was thinking, you know, would the original actor where he's still alive be able to do these type of scenes? I, was like, I mean, prob- he was probably not. full Alco. Like, I don't, I don't think it. he was going to be able to do that. So I think it was probably a, a good call, even if he, if he, even if he did stick around. Yeah, um, we'll get more into Harry Potter a bit later. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna just we've got a subtopic today yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna discuss after we go through our top five yeah. films so we'll get back to harry potter a bit later um okay so my third film it's an older one well in terms of old about 22 years so well i'm still it's older getting, than it so yeah that's good. okay uh it is lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring i'm gonna be really is that the first one that's the first one i don't even know like i've seen them once oh, oh um, no this I is know. gonna be a touchy subject i think my sister made me watch them very late one night and all i wanted to do was go to bed and i just was like i I like harry potter and this feels similar and i'm not into it so it's it's a lot more adult than harry potter in terms of like the fantasy has got a lot more depth to it like it's based on you know um jrr tolkien's books and yeah yeah the way he writes is so 
I definitely think detailed. I need to revisit them, but I'll let you tell me why. Um, this one, it's one of the first films I can remember going to the cinema with my dad. Um, yeah, it was either that, like I obviously saw Space Jam before that, but that was you know a couple of years earlier. So this was 2001 and I remember going to the cinema and seeing this with my dad and I remember I was like, this, this is getting, like it's a long film. This is like I was quite into it though. It was a long film. But I didn't see the conclusion coming. I was like, this isn't wrapping up at any time soon. What's going on here? And obviously that's when you see Sam and uh, Frodo go off towards Mount Doom at the end of it. And you're like, this isn't done. And then it was the, that was the first time it dawned on me that like <laughs> trilogy films <laughs> exist. And like there's actually like, – you continue on a story in a film. And um, I really enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed that. Like, oh, I could continue watching this yeah. type of movie. But also I just thought – because I've seen the, the two and three as well now um, – even extended editions. Jesus Christ. I think the first one for me is is just the perfect film because in the second and third one, although they are an amazing movies, I think they get bogged down in a lot of fight scenes. Like the Helm's yeah. Deep fight at um, in the second in twi- um, the Two Towers is it, – it goes for a while. It goes for a hot minute. And I just think the storytelling and the pacing of the first one and it is just – it's just completely on point and – yeah, I just, it just really spoke to me. And I've rewatched the first one quite a number of times, um, mainly just to see that Gandalf fight in the Mines of Moria. I, I absolutely love that. Definitely think I need to revisit them in as an active choice because I was not – I didn't want to be there that night. I wanted to go to bed, but I was yeah. sat with the family having to watch these films. I think and I was give at it a, a, give it a go again. teenage age. Yeah, you're older now. You appreciate cinema probably a I little mean, bit more. Kate Blanchett's in it for five minutes, so Jesus, I'll she, just watch yeah. it for Kate Blanchett oh, for five minutes. Yeah. She gets scary for a minute there She as gets well. very scary for a minute yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. No, she does a great job uh, in that in that film as well. Um, all right. I think I'm just going to keep cracking on. Yeah. I picked one that I think a couple of years ago, if someone asked me what's your favorite film, I would just go with because it was a solid one and I could kind of explain why I liked it, but I don't know if it's necessarily like my favorite film. Yeah. And I picked The Silence of the Lambs, which uh, yes. I'm looking Shannon dead in the eye because I've had it on his it's counter for months thing. as well. Both DVDs are over there. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when I first watched it. I think I was a teenager. Oh, I tried yeah. to watch it with my mum. And she's like, no, you're too young. You can't watch this. It'll like mess you up. It's scary. And I was like, I don't care. I really want to watch this. Yeah. And then, so maybe I was like younger than 14 because I remember it then yeah, being right. on at my dad's house who typically let me watch yeah. more things. And I was like, oh my God, I really need to watch this film. And I think- it's quite adult themes. Yeah. We got up to the scene, I think, where Clarice has just gone to talk to um, Anthony Hopkins' character who's yeah. Hannibal Lecter, sorry. Um, and my dad's like, hey, let's go to the beach. And I was like, dad, you live at the beach. I can go anytime, but I can't watch The Silence of the Lambs at any time. I'm finishing this. Mom won't let me watch it. And yeah. he dragged me to the beach, which <laughs> he was barely a parent. So I don't know why at that time he chose, <laughs> let's go do an activity yeah. instead of just letting me sit there. But I think I must have watched it in full around the time I turned 18. Don't yeah. know where I found it. Um, and I just, I loved it so much. And it used to, the end bit, which if you've seen, you'll know the scene. Um, scared the hell out of me because I was like, oh, my God, when it's sort of all dark and they're in that house and I won't keep going because Shannon hasn't actually seen uh, yeah, it. Yeah, no, but I haven't actually seen it. I've if seen, seen about it, one scene. I actually haven't. You know the one. I'm, if you've seen the movie, you know the one I'm talking about. And that used to scare me so much. And then 
I went to uni and I like studied film and writing and my lecturer was explaining a lot of the scenes and just how deep it goes with those characters yeah. and what happened in their childhood, how that influences them in the future. It was just perfectly done, even though I think people don't, people have issues with it now because of its depictions of trans characters or kind of trans characters because he wasn't yeah. quite, it's complicated politically, but if you can look past that for the craft of the film and not the unfortunate impacts it had on a lot of people. Yeah. It's just so perfectly done. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So I need you to watch it at some point. Yeah. It's funny how many films, like it's our favorite films so far. And we've, most of them, we haven't we've seen, each other's, seen each other's which is, films, which is surprising. So we no. watch a lot of the same stuff. We do. We have very similar interests in terms of movies, in yeah. terms of like our opinions of, Pretty similar on point most of the time. But I think how we got there was just so different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our journeys were very different. Which is kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because most of these are coming from, you know, childhood, teenage kind of years. And same with yourself uh, for different reasons. And I think those are the years where stuff impacts you the most. I think that's why a lot of them. absolutely. That's where you develop. Come into that. I've got another one from when I was a teenager, but yeah, we'll get to that soon. I wonder if it's the same one. I would say not. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to list off my next one. Okay. And I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Oh, my! yeah. I was waiting for that to come Scooby up Scooby-Doo had to be on here. The 2002 <laughs> Raja Gosnell directed film. That movie, if anyone's listening at home, made us become This I is the film friends. that made us become best friends. We were at work because we used to work together. And yep. I don't know if you brought it up or I brought it up, but no, someone. So we were both near the front counter. Well, I thought we were at and back. I no, I put on a movie for the main TVs. No, no, no. We talked about this before that point. Was it even before then? Yeah, we were out the back near Phoenix Desk. Okay. And one of us said something, and we, I think I said or you said, oh yeah, Linda Cardellini, and we oh, looked yeah. eyes and went, so we Linda Cardellini, and we bonded over our love for that. Yeah. So well, for her, really, Linda Cardellini plays Velma in the film, and. She does a phenomenal job in everything she does and she's kind of both our girl crush. Definitely one of them, yeah. One of them. Yeah, um, you made me feel normal about being able to talk to men about <laughs> yeah, Linda exactly. Cardellini. So thanks uh, I for think that. more people should understand that. Uh, yeah, I watched it as a kid and I did not understand what was happening. No. But upon looking but I remember you've watching seen the deleted scenes, you quickly understand. I remember and you're not talking about this one, but I remember watching the second movie and if you've seen it you know the scene we're talking about oh the she walks out in this cat who's your mommy i was so confused i watched at my dad's house yeah i had, I had and feelings i didn't I know what was happening but <laughs> i was 14 I was, I was like seven <laughs> yeah. eight and i just knew something was happening but anyway yeah. back to yeah, the, first, the one. first one also has very similar scenes but most of it got cut out because it was originally supposed to be a lot more adult yeah right? it was supposed to be a higher rated film essentially because it's a, it's a screenplay by james gunn who does the Guardians of Galaxy films. Um, he's notorious for that kind of thing. Sneak an mm-hmm. adult joke in here and there. So it was originally supposed to be a lot more, you know, adult-esque, but obviously the studio Warner Brothers told them to cut out a lot of stuff and that's still on the DVD with a lot of the deleted scenes. So uh, you get a lot of background on the characters Beautiful, yeah. and you get a lot of, um, yeah, adult humour that's been cut out with Velma especially. Yeah, she was a little less less geeky, less innocent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. which is disappointing, um, but I've also seen 
you know, I, I, I watched that film on DVD probably 30 times, <laughs> maybe 40 times when I was a kid. Um, it was one of my first DVDs I ever owned, so that's why I cherish it. And I even watched it with the uh, cast commentary on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you made me watch that with uh, Linda Edna Cardellini. Linda Edna Cardellini. That's how I knew her middle name. Uh, Which such is a important. Good film. It was you, filmed right here in Queensland as was, well. It was, yeah. Um, Tangaluma. And we have to take you to Movie World to go on the Scooby Doo coaster. Scooby Doo, before it shuts down. Because it seems They're, to be breaking down a lot lately. It's pretty old, but I will take you. Yeah, we'll do it. We've got to make sure it's a thing. All day, just on that. It, it will just loop the Scooby Coaster. Which, if anyone's been on it, it is the best one there. And I'm yeah, kind of disappointed that you haven't been I haven't on been it. to Movie World in probably close to 20 years. We'll get Ben if he still has his little tickets that he used to have. We'll make sure. We'll, we'll check in. We'll yeah. check in with, uh, with that one. But, yeah, that's why I love Scooby-Doo. And I've even got – you gave me for one of my birthdays <laughs> I when did. I was still working there – a framed photo of the Scooby gang that I've taken to every store I've worked at since and it goes up above my desk and uh, I cherish it. It was one of my greatest presents I've ever given someone in the fact that it was Christmas time because Shannon's born very close to Christmas. Yes. And I was in Kmart while people are printing all these family photos to send <laughs> um, a Scooby-Doo photo and then I bought a frame so and I cut in line with a bunch of people because I didn't really understand what the line situation What's was and someone said just come come up here so I had to walk up to get my Scooby Doo photo so yeah that was I, I appreciate it and I cherish it yeah thank you so much that's okay I figured I was thinking you'd put it in your house but now seeing your house um makes sense at work <laughs> yeah it just wouldn't just feng shui after the other flow. like children everyone at work had pictures of their kids and then Shannon had his I had my Scooby gang Scooby which gang. was my family so I mean what a family what a family Alrighty, I think it's my turn next. I yeah. picked one that I don't think a lot of people have seen in that it's just it's an older film yeah. and it's hard to come by. I picked The Apartment, yeah, um, I don't think I've which seen it. I can't even think who did it right now. I'm going to look it up as we're talking, but it is yeah. a gorgeous, gorgeous film. It's got Jack Lemmon in it and Shirley MacLaine. Yep. And um, I found it because I'm a big nerd and I was watching Stranger Things mm-hmm. and there's a scene at the end of season three where Steve and Robin are getting a job at the video store and they go, list your three favorite films. Mm. And one of the ones is The Apartment. Yeah. And I went, I haven't seen The Apartment. Yeah, so you found it. I'm a it. bad viewer because yeah. I don't understand. So I went and found it. It's Billy Wilder who wrote and directed it. It's on like some of the top hundred lists of yeah. films. You have to see it if you haven't seen it. I think it's on the AFI one that we're working yeah, through. Yeah, it's just that, a that time. gorgeous film. It's so funny, but also just really human. Yeah. At times too, and I just I don't know what it is about. It's black and white, so it's not even one that. So it's quite. It's an it's an old feels new. Like you have to want to watch it, but yeah, yeah, it's just a gorgeous Mm. film. Is Jack Lemmon the man? One of the older men in Grumpy Old Men. I maybe. I think so with Matthew. Uh, Yeah, he is. He's definitely yeah, yeah. Walter Matthau, who was in Dennis the Menace, as um. The da- Mr. Yeah. Wilson, yeah, 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 which one of oh, one of my childhood films. I love that so much. Yeah, um, but yeah, just great film, and I think I will make you watch it because I had to track it down from like an old timey yeah DVD store. But I've got three on the list now. Oh, you've got so many on the list. <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch everything. <laughs> Sit down now. Yeah, because you're the only friend that I have. Well, I like I've got film friends and stuff, but they yeah. don't always. They always get around to watching some of the films, yeah. and I'm like, you have to watch this one. I worked through the last lot you gave me. I'm so able I to make you watch them, which is a great yeah. joy for me yeah. to be able to force someone to watch the stuff I really love. So. I mean, I'll watch most things. If you go, hey, there's a thing, and I'll you want me to watch it, I'll generally find time to watch it. It's it's the only thing I struggle with is horror. 
yeah. from a different probably trauma-based background that I don't know why. But yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't big on horror, so a lot of mine won't be horror. No, but like yeah. I do have an honourable mention though. Okay. One that's not in the list, but I, uh, it, was, it was almost in there was Scream. Oh, yeah. I, I love the Scream series and I know it's satiring the whole slasher genre, so it's kind of making fun of horror itself. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's just so well done as a series. I just think it's well acted. I, just the, the beats, yeah. the time beats. I need to watch great. a lot of them because I got into Scream in high school film class. Shout yeah. out to my high school teacher, Miss Kelly. Um, she let us all watch horror films and analyze them. So I got to get around mum not letting me watch them. And that yeah. was one that we watched in class. So it was I, fun. I'm getting better. Yeah, you yeah, are getting I'm better. Getting I better. mean, you made me watch Midsummer. Midsummer. And then I, I went on to watch Hereditary. I haven't watched Hereditary. Which I have deep feelings about, which maybe we'll get into in another podcast about horror yeah. films. But Midsummer broke me a little bit. Don't watch Hereditary. It, that's why I haven't. Because oh if, if Midsummer did things to me, I think Hereditary is I didn't be even worse. enjoy it. Like it made me angry because I was just uncomfortable the entire I was time. uncomfortable with Midsummer. But yeah, now I didn't enjoy the feeling. I was uncomfortable and I with films my family coming in to say goodnight to me while the orgy scene was on. It's a long orgy scene. And it is. both the people in my house kept being like, oh, goodnight. And I was like. And it's graphic too. Oh, I don't want to explain this. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It was yeah. very uncomfortable. Especially considering most, it, it takes place all during the day. It's just yeah, the feeling you great. get that's happening on screen. It's not. I mean, Ari Aster, who does them is, he's a genius. I like, I respect him so much. Mm. But I don't enjoy his films. No, no, yeah. it's a particular type of film, and you've got to, you know, what you're getting into if you've seen one of them. And the you rest have are to be, be in the, the mood, same. and yeah. I was not in the mood for Hereditary, but I went, it's now or never, and uh, now or never. that was a mistake. But I hear it's well done. It's oh, just it's so yeah. well done, but it's just, it's just. I much. can't talk about it without cursing too much, and we decided we're we going to ju- try not. We to. decided we wouldn't. We're trying not to. I think I've let one slip here and there, but I'm trying I, not to. I have. I need to clean it up. <laughs> Potty mount over there. Yeah, someone once said to me when I was about 18 and doing a TAFE course for film, they said, you look all sweet and innocent and then you open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you, so I know that's accurate. Yeah. Um, I'm just organising my next film. Okay, do you want me to talk about mine then in no, the meantime? No, I've got it, got I've it? Got right. it uh, organised. I've got the list up again. Okay. Um, I think you'll appreciate this one in terms of where it started. So this next film is, for me, this is The Last of the Five. It's 2001, The Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. I I love this film. It and is. I'm surprised you picked this one. I know, because I think you were thinking I was going to pick Tokyo Drift. Yeah, because that's the one you – Shannon loves Tokyo Drift, and if you, he if you don't talks know about me, it a lot. And Tokyo Drift is, yeah. is up there in terms of one of my favourite films. But I think, for me, in terms of favourite films, it's what it means as a legacy. So I think for the yeah. first film – it's, I just appreciate it so much more. It was never meant to be this, you know, grandiose franchise. Go to space. Go thing. to space, maybe dinosaurs in the future, who knows type oh, of thing. Knows. I just think it was supposed to be basically a point break ripoff with cars, really yeah. low grade. The actors were pretty unknown at the time. Yeah, no one was really known then no. in Hollywood. So I, I appreciate it for what it was at the time and I, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm into my cars as well. Like I like cars. Yeah. I had a little model of the green Mitsubishi Eclipse that's at the start of the film. Yeah. I had to make it, you know, put on the little stickers on the side. I, yeah. So at the time, I, yeah. The, I'm making the a face at Shannon like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, because yeah. you can imagine little fat face me making a little car model. Yeah. Oh, we were cute. Because I would have been about 12. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when I first saw that 
I don't know if I'd seen it in bits before because I was yeah. I grew up in the age we're not that young we're not that old either but yeah you have to watch things on TV so you'd skip a lot of things you'd see them in bits that kind of thing and I remember like when I grew up the boys that I grew up with when mm. I was very little were all into cars so I knew so much about cars then now I know like nothing very little I would say nothing <laughs> um, but at that point yeah you I don't knew own so a much. car I <laughs> don't shame me on air um, I yeah had was watching. The film, it was on TV and I was about maybe, I don't know, 13, 14. Yeah. And my sister and I are watching it and then they're like in the street race and they say something and then my sister and I just looked at each other right before they hit the NOS and went, NOS. And then my NOS. whole childhood just came back to me in yeah. a flash. I'd completely forgotten about. So I, I love that film. Um, and just where they shoot it in LA too, yeah. it, it still feels like that, which is kind of crazy. The house is still there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go past the house. But, it, yeah, but the, the, yeah, the iconic house. All um, those streets are sketchy. Someone tried to hit me with a firework on the 4th of July a couple gonna, of years back. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, it was it was hectic. It's cool. Um, this is one of the films that I can quote nearly verbatim. This is Scooby-Doo. I, can, I, I think I've seen 30, 40 times because I had this also on DVD. Not bad choices. Young. They're yeah. they're great films. They're fun. They're very, very well done. They're, yeah. yeah, super well done. So I can put these on and just be happy. Yeah. These are the films that I appreciate. I think people look too much for films. Like, I mean, a lot of my references are kind of like wanky, I suppose, but. No. I, I so. definitely like, yeah, you got to feel good when you're watching films to be your favorite. I don't think they have to be these like. Yeah, no, we're not. This, this isn't, you this know, list isn't the top, like what we consider to be the top films ever made. That's a no. completely different list yeah and like, i think it's important to know the difference between films that make you feel like you love them and they're special and then there's some that are yeah cinematic masterpieces yeah 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 i was discussing with someone the other day it's like i i think parasite is an absolutely phenomenal film but it's not a favorite film like it's just, it's so well done mm-hmm. and, and what it represents and, and all that uh but it's not going to be my favorite list no and i think with my list today i try to pick ones that sort of were all over the place yeah and different because I, yeah, I don't always think these are like the best films ever made and my list isn't like the most diverse or anything. No. And like I definitely watch a whole heap of other stuff, but I just wanted to pick ones that had like a bit of a story behind them yeah. to sort of say something about me and what they meant to me along the way. Yeah, a lot of mine come from like, yeah, a place in my youth. Like a lot yeah. of them around the same time period. Yeah, yeah 2001, cool. 2002, tw- like I'm getting older. I'm yeah growing up. Um, a couple of those films definitely spoke to me during that age and I think when I was trying to come to get this list I wrote it twice because we spent so much time in between um <laughs> yeah we had time on this but one I definitely had other ones in it and then I kept thinking about these ones yeah. over the time and I was like okay I'm gonna fix up my list and put some other ones in there mm. um should I just talk about my last one while we're here well I had an honorary mention with Scream so yeah. you can have um you, I don't oh, that's right, you got one left so yeah I've, I've, I've got one gone left overboard. I think I'll do my honorary mention just to do it in the same when same same vein. Um, one of the ones I was thinking of putting in was Juno. And oh, I didn't Juno watch it as a kid because my mom, it was on TV. And again, my mom like essentially cock blocked me with movies. Yeah. And I remember seeing it and it was a bit of it was on. I went, oh, this film, everyone's talking about Juno. Like, I, uh, let's watch it. Yeah. And my mom went, oh, this is crap. And she just no. turned to the channel. And I, the part of me died and I will remember that forever. <laughs> part of me died. And um, Michael Sarah in those shorts. I've now like rewatched it a lot. And I made my mom watch it. And she's like, this is a great film. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't let me watch it as yeah. a teenager, but I don't even know. I think I watched it first maybe around the time I was in uni Yeah, because I bought it and I wrote an assignment on it. Um, and I still can watch it, which is crazy because normally if I write an assignment on it, I can't watch a film for a while. 
but I love it yeah, so well, much, it and much. I watched. I like. I know every line from it. Two thousand and seven. Oh yeah. my god. I, I was feel old. Now. I was young when that came yeah. out. Like it makes sense that mum didn't want me to watch it immediately. Yeah. I guess because it's teen pregnancy and that's all good when your kid's like under twelve. But but yeah, it's I'm like a, quite got quite an yeah. adult like topic and theme when it was on TV though I was definitely like I was old enough. I was probably around Juno's age. So yeah, would been fine. And I mean, I loved Elliot Page in that film yeah. at the time. It's just, yeah, it's great. But anyway, back to my list, I guess. Um, I picked one that I watched as a teenager, did not get as a teenager, mm. moved past it, and then came back to it. And I just picked it because the story around it is kind of hilarious. I picked But I'm a Cheerleader, which oh, is a yes. Natasha Leone Natasha film, Leone. if anyone's seen it. Um, Jamie yep. Babbitt directed it. Everyone's in it. Melly Linsky, who's in everything at yep. the moment. She was in it. Um, they had Clear to Fall. Yeah, yeah. L- Yellow Jackets, Last of Us. Yeah. Everyone's in it. And I watched it when I was probably around 15. Like that age is like foggy for me. I think I'd seen, and I keep trying to think of why I watched this film and where I started with it. Mm. But I I think I'd seen American Pie because someone had put it on my hard drive. I think that must have been the first film I remember seeing Natasha Leone in. And some part of me, some very ignorant part of me went, let's see what else she's done. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how many films I watched at that time that she was in, but I sought out and found Butter God knows where, because again, I was it's using- very niche. I was using school laptops. Yeah. So you, so much was blocked. I don't know how- That one I managed through. to find it, <laughs> where I watched it, no clue. I watched it and went, uh, and went on with my life. And if anyone hasn't seen it, Butter Cheerleader, the premise of the film- mm is Natasha Leone plays this girl called Megan. She's all American. She's blonde. She's a cheerleader. And her family hold an intervention and go, hey, you're a lesbian. And she goes, no, but I'm a cheerleader. I can't be. (laughs) And I watched it. Nothing resonated. No. And I went and for five years was like, yeah, guys, I guess. Guys, I guess. I guess. And then I didn't, I like, I missed every single point that that film made in that it was like a great satire Mm -hmm. in that, I very much related to it, but just didn't just understand didn't, it quite yet. <laughs> didn't want to look at it. So I just chose not to. I think I went and watched a bunch of other films post that. Yeah. But still was like, no. No, nah, I watched half of her filmography, which, if anyone knows Natasha Leone's filmography from the early days, there is some garbage. Oh, yeah. In that. I'm not even sure which ones now that I have seen and haven't seen. Kind of merges together. It was a weird time in my life where I was watching these and still being like, no. No. I don't know. Guys, I guess. So I picked that one because it's sort of, it, it has, it's amusing. It has meaning. And, it has meaning to it. And now it's like one of my favorite films. I went and sought out a copy of it the other week. 1999. Yeah, I was two when that came out oh my yeah okay yeah yeah um it's it's niche it's iconic for the people that have seen it yep but just i was not ready to watch it and i watched it and was just like okay cool i've got the snippet of the synopsis here yeah a high school cheerleader whose parents send her to a residential inpatient conversion therapy camp to cure her lesbianism. Yeah, it's a beautiful film. Ru- RuPaul's in it. Um, he plays one of the people working there and he constantly wears these really tight, tight short shorts yep. with these tight shirts that say straight is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can just imagine what this film's like. I haven't actually I, seen it. I know you've, you've spoken to I me about it before. I will force you to watch it just because it is a beautiful satire. Yeah, yeah, it, 
Um, satirical teen com- uh, romantic comedy. Yeah, it didn't. I don't think it did well at the time. Uh, it doubled all? its budget. It's a well. Its budget was one million. Okay, it was like it's a cult <laughs> classic, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, one of those very niche underground kind niche. of films. I wouldn't say in, like indie, but I uh, it was it wasn't yeah. a big film like at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the director's gone on to do like everything definitely look her up she's done she works with natasha leone a lot um but she even did like only murders in the building she yeah she's done a lot of um russian doll but she's great like you kind of once you know her eye yeah it makes sense a couple of episodes of a league of their own yeah the new one which is brilliant but getting cut short because did it get cancelled it's got four episodes left to finish up a story that's it yeah, because um, Hollywood's really conservative right now. So yeah, yeah, don't like the gays. Yeah. Don't like the blacks. Um, so four yeah. episodes, second and final season. Yeah, and it did very well. It did better than most of Amazon's other ones, but you know. Yeah, just look at well, yeah. Unfortunately, like I watched The Rings of Power, mm-hmm. and it was good. Like I'm obviously into my Lord of Lord of the Rings and stuff, but um, apparently it's like the most expensive TV show ever made. And I'm looking at, it, I'm like. Look, they probably didn't need to spend as much as they probably did to convey the same kind of story. Yeah. And I don't think it did as well as they thought they did. I think it was, there was some percentage. I can't remember the article. Yeah. yeah. Not like half the amount of people that started it finished it or something Ooh, like that's that. Rough. It, was, it was a lot of people. I, know, I don't know the exact percentage, but it was a, quite, yeah. a, quite a high number didn't finish the show. It's like, well, I'm not, they're not, apparently they have to commit to five seasons of this. Like that's their plan. Jeez. So I don't know if it's going to be a show of great return. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'll keep it short on this one because I could talk for for a, a while, while on that. But it's yeah. a separate issue. Of That's its a own. separate streaming yeah. service issue that we'll yeah. probably talk about in another episode. I think we'll get to it, but we'll, keep yeah. it keep it brief. Yeah, in terms of the yeah committing to shows that probably should commit to longer. Yeah, and so I think shouldn't. I'll recap my top five. So I've yeah. got Sound of Music, yes, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, yep. Sounds of the Lambs, The Apartment, and But I'm a Cheerleader. And if you haven't seen them, please go and watch them. And my list is Scott Pilgrim versus The World, Rush, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Scooby-Doo, and The Fast and the Furious. I think we have a cool list. I think we have a good list. I think yeah. it's a good mixed bag, I think. Yeah. I think that really kind of speaks to our personalities very closely. I think I think so. And even some of the ones Shannon's mentioned, I absolutely adore those films. So it's not like they're not my favourite. It was just trying yeah. to pick pick five. Pick five of what it means to you. Very hard to do. Uh, yeah. Look, I definitely had more. There was definitely oh, others even I could I kept have. thinking of so many and I was like, just pick a couple, just talk about them, get to the other ones yeah. later. You've got time. Random aside, I... You know how like you're going through your list. I watched a film last night, thought maybe I might pop it in my list because when I watched it originally back in time when I watched it at the cinemas, mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was a great film. And then when I put it on recently, like obviously last night when I watched it, yeah, it um it doesn't hold up. Oh, it does not no. hold up at all. But because uh, I really like who's involved and all that, it, it's it's sucker punch. Oh yeah, I sucker never punch. watched Zach that. Zack Snyder. It's got Emily Browning in it and a bunch of other great actresses as well but the story is just it this does not age well i'll say that it's also uh, oscar isaac's in it as well oh that was one before that he was famous i obviously. had seen a lot one of my high school teachers used to have his yeah. um his room filled with empire magazine posters because yeah. he was yeah he was yeah. very into them and 
we moved them around once and he got upset and we realized it was a big deal and we feel really bad about it. Yeah. Clearly, because I'm still talking about it now. <laughs> um, but he had Sucker Punch up on his wall and I always yeah. thought about that film yeah. and then still have thought about watching it. But now that you've said maybe... There's like one scene that it's I... It's not great. I might Look, watch it, it anyway. See what you think because I have that time yeah. difference on it. Yeah. It's the scene where Emily Browning, who plays a character called Baby Doll... Um, fights a couple of samurais, still pretty badass, but overall the story is pretty messy. It's like three tiers of reality. There's like reality, there's right. like the sub-reality when they're in the, like the asylum and there's a third reality that they go into when they're like, she's doing the dancing and they're like trying to do the escape heist part. It's And that takes place in a fantasy world. Right, I'm very confused, but I will watch this film now yeah, to understand look, what you're talking there's about. There's like three layers, so... There's three different part like looks to the film. Right. There's the real gritty asylum that she gets put into at the start, and then there's supposed to be the part which is like the asylum takes on this like look of like this like 1920s like brothel esque looking thing that that the what the right. patients and the other actresses see when they're in the asylum, and then when she's dancing to try and distract some of them, it takes on a fantasy world again. Right. I'm yeah. I'm intrigued. I think yeah. I'll definitely. I, it, it's it's interesting. I'll watch it. What's that on? Right now, do you know? I've got the Blu-ray. You can just oh, okay. borrow it. I will have to borrow that. Yeah. Um, we were going to mention one other thing at the moment that's in sort of very much the zeitgeist, yeah. and it's, dare I say it, HBO Max's new revival of Harry Potter, which yes. we have some strong feelings about, I think. Look, I think... Like most of the world, I would I, I, presume. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to assume a lot of people have very similar views as what we do. Probably with the fact that, like, it's a very beloved series based on those films that we yeah. spoke about earlier. And I, there's a lot of controversy around J.K. Rowling. So Definitely. I was reading a thing earlier and, like, even – we'll get into it first, I suppose. Yeah. I think people can have an opinion. I think they can have an opinion whether it's uh, morally right or wrong. What I think is complicated is the doubling down on the opinion after yeah. people have said, hey, this is, like, deeply, deeply damaging. Yeah. Yeah, it's Our exactly. Lives. Yeah, and I read a thing about like HBO sort of made a statement, and they're like, "Oh, she's going to be producing, but we yeah. don't know how much she's going to be involved in it." And I'm like, now is not the time to be giving someone more money who's gone online, especially on Twitter, because she's everyone knows she's obsessed with her Twitter. Yeah, and being like, "Yes, profits. I got profits off." The Hogwarts Legacy game, and yeah. now I'm going to get more profits. Well, that was a huge controversy this. at the start of this year it was. for the same and reason. They just basically, jumped straight back on the bandwagon like immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was essentially the same thing. Like it was all the the transphobic mm-hmm. comments she makes on Twitter, and basically no one wants to fund anything that she's involved in. The issue with Hogwarts Legacy is I don't think she was involved in any kind no. of level. No. Um, she would have got royalty checks for sure for the naming and the branding yeah. and that, but she wasn't involved at any kind of producer level. Yeah. Where it's very, very different from this HBO Max series where she's been put on as like, I think, a, a, a producer, producer yeah. which is, you know, very um, way more involved. Yeah, they. Right. I think they're trying to say, and I don't, look, I don't work for them. I don't, I can't speak for them, but what it looks like from the outside is they're trying to be very careful about how much they're admitting she is or isn't involved in. I don't think they know how much they want to involve her in it. But I just think as a business perspective, now is not the time. And I understand Warner Brothers, I love their work. They've done some incredible stuff in the past. But they have been struggling with franchises ever since like the end of, well, I mean, obviously end of Harry Potter, but. It's the same with Game of Thrones. They had Matrix. Like that was their big one. They had their. Superman and Batman, like I'm talking the before, DC, before DCU, before DCU, EU. before Marvel, like they were, that was their stuff. 
Yep. And then they had Harry Potter. That ended and they panicked and they haven't had that same like no. um, franchise since. They used to have Westerns and all that kind yep. of stuff. They don't have it and they've been panicking and I think they're betting on the wrong horse. Horse, don't make Harry Potter. No one wants it. Everyone, I think people I like Harry Potter. I don't see a single opinion more. on the internet that's gone, I cannot wait for this 10-year commitment of no, a TV show. People like Harry Potter more now than they liked it when it came out. I was ridiculed when it came out. Yep. But now, I was a kid. Now yeah. everyone's it's a very like cherished and beloved fantasy world. Yeah, I just think I know we're all saying it. Make some original content, but yeah. HBO make some original content. No one wants a reboot of Harry Potter. Who no. do you think's watching it? No, no one. Oh, look, <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to go out of the way to subscribe just no. to watch the Harry Potter series. Like, and I looked into some headlines today just so that I could talk about it, knowing that we we're going to talk about this. And I yeah. didn't read everything, but there's comments where they're like, "Oh, we're going to go into like." you know, more racial representation in it. So not just, you know, white. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't think that's always the answer either. I think they're I trying to grasp at straws yeah. going, oh, I know JK Rowling's kind of. Or are they trying to divert bigot. attention? Let's be like, oh, we're, we're going to make them not white. And it's like, okay. maybe that's not that's the answer. No. Um, I don't think things should be necessarily white, but I don't think that just changing, yeah, changing someone's like, yeah, ethnicity or race or whatever is the solution to more diversity because yeah. it's so forced. Yeah, and it's going to feel yeah. that way too. It's going to feel like that one scene at the end of end, Avengers Endgame <laughs> where they're all fighting and then randomly, randomly chucked in there all the all the female-led superheroes oh. fight all at once. I love feminism. It just felt forced. I love it, yeah. but uh, that was not it. That was not that it. Was not That's the not choice. it. That's not the one, and it's going to be the same. It's so. I feel like they try and um, with feminism, they try and do it, but it's just so infantilizing. It's mm. like, look at them; they're all fighting together. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, all th- these characters have fought alongside the men the whole time, held yeah. their own. Exactly. But we're going to give a little female empowerment moment, which maybe is good if it's in like a kids' film, and that is infantilizing, and little girls maybe need. I mean, I don't think they need that, but if you're going to do it in that sense, sure. But yeah. we're yeah. grown adults watching this. Yeah, we, we don't need to be infantilized. No. no. But, but yeah. So I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't know who's going to be going out of their way to yeah. sign up just to see a Harry Potter series. And I just don't think it's a good time when well, The thing is, who, got, do, who do you, well, if it's going to happen, who do you cast? Who do you cast? Who do you got, cast? And you've got the original cast at the moment sort of distancing distancing themselves or being like we're supporting jk rowling which i think it's complicated for them they know her personally it's yeah it's a very different it's not us on the outside looking in so the relationships are going to be complicated and they've got you know it's a whole different thing from us sitting on the outside looking in but it's just this is going to further divide people and i don't think we need to be divided on this i think it's more just stop saying harmful things and yeah, exactly. That's just, all it is. Just stop saying harmful things. Like she's obviously got a platform. Yeah. She's got a very big platform. You, you, know, you don't need to say anything. I don't think. You don't need to go out of your way to say certain things. I don't think she's necessarily harmful. at her core. And I just, it's going to take out of context, but like I don't think at her core she's a villain. She's become a villain, mm. but I don't think she's a villain. She's probably got very valid reasons why she feels yeah. so strongly about feminism. I'm not talking about like the whole trans women aren't women thing because that's obviously I'm going to say bullshit. It's honestly bullshit. Yeah. But I think she's got reasons where it comes from, but she needs to work on that Yeah. instead of vilifying trans women and trans men who are not. Exactly. Yeah. Just, exactly. yeah. yeah. So I, pick a different battle. Work on yourself. J.K. Rowling, heal. Yeah. Move on. 
Maybe yeah, she, I don't she know. She more she more double downs on it. Yeah, and tries to like at least see that like from her perspective there is another side. Very complicated. Yeah. And then she's writing under a male student in many ways, so she's got she's got a lot going on. And I just think yeah, look more inward, J.K. Rowling, yeah. and do some work on yourself, and be kinder to yourself and everyone else. Yeah, because it's just. Yeah. But yeah, <sighs> controversy aside, I still don't think anyone's no excited for it. I don't. I think it's just it makes what people loved in their childhoods less special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it I don't special. think it's enough time in between. I don't no, think it's enough I, time since... It's not been that long since I, as an <laughs> early sure. teenager, dressed up and went to see the final movie. I went to the midnight screening. I was not allowed to. No? I was like 14. My mum wasn't going to take me. Yeah, I was 22, so I yeah. definitely was allowed Was to I 14? Go. I think I was about 14. It was 2012. Four, yeah, I w- probably about 14 I was. Yeah. I think I was in grade nine. Yeah. And uh, it was not cool and I was not cool, but I was very much still into Harry but Potter it was, then. it was a great Me way and to my finish friends the saga. had fun, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and on that oh. note, I think we can safely wrap up this episode of today's episode, you know, I think we should just podcast. wrap it up. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> We're rambling a bit too much now. Yeah, we've, we've spoken for a bit. This is our first episode. I think it went pretty good. We'll see. Um, look, there's some fine tuning we'll probably need to do in the next couple of episodes. Just get you know, like yeah. the flow going a little bit better and stuff, and 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 kind of how we uh-huh. kind of you know if we get stuck on a word or two, how we're going to flow. And if that. you're listening to this, we deeply thank you for listening yeah, to if us. You've made ramble it this on. Far, we've we've done uh, quite well. I no think one else listens to us about this stuff, so hopefully yeah. you will. Yeah, we're going to talk about it anyway. So we're just going to try and get other people to listen. Basically, if yeah. you want to listen to us talk about films, yeah. please join in. Um, we appreciate it. I think next week's episode we're going to do maybe something similar, maybe TV shows maybe, yeah, or um, something or possibly. If you want something else, let us know. Let us know. We'll have this up probably Monday morning. So we we'll record so. on Sundays. We're going to have them up mostly mm-hmm. Monday mornings. So if, if you end up listening to it and there's anything you do want us to discuss, please let us know. Do you want us to deep dive into anything that's yeah. currently on at the moment that we've been watching? Yeah. Let us know. If yeah, because we could it, do we that do every couple of weeks is like pick a yeah. movie or a TV show TV and show. just dissect it and just go through each and every episode or everything about it. Because we can talk for hours. so We, we should, can. We should do it. We just should. let us know what you want and uh, we'll, we'll try and include it and include you guys. Too easy. Fun. All, right. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>